0: Crypto Watch is presented by TheConstantInvestor.com. I'm Alan Kohler, and every day my writing and podcasts put the financial world into context with a focus on the issues that matter. Join us today. It's only a dollar for the first month. And now it's time for this week's Crypto Watch. Dr. Navjit Daliwal, who's located in Norway, just an hour and a half out of Oslo in Hamar, and he is the CEO of something called Iargon which is a proposal to disrupt the big cloud computing companies, Amazon, IBM, Google, and Microsoft, with a distributed network of storage and computer processing using computers of the world. So they've developed an app that will allow people to put up their own storage and own processing power, make that available to people to use. And he reckons he can do it at 80% less than the price of normal cloud computing. Now, uh, they've been working on it for a few years, proposing to launch next year. So, look, it's just one of the th- fascinating things that are going on in the world of both blockchain and artificial intelligence. And I think it's what well we're talking to him. But it's blockchain based and they've issued tokens on the Ethereum network. So it's definitely part of the crypto watch, but it's a cloud computing disruption. So here's Dr. Navjit Dhaliwal, known as Nav from Norway, the CEO of Iargon, the uh, cloud computing disruptor. I gather Iagon uh, is based on the proposition that you reward people for giving for making their storage and their computational power available on a distributed network. Can you tell us how that will work?
1: So basically the miners on, on the platform which are let's say people donating competing resources to Iagon are uh, downloading an app called uh, no, a minor app from IAGON, and uh, through the app, they can allocate their resources uh, be it data or processing power. They can allocate it to IAGON through the internet connection. It also depends on their bandwidth in terms of the speed. Um, and they can use uh, different, uh, let's say, devices. Uh, it can be a personal computer, laptop, or uh, PC. It can also be uh, a smartphone eventually uh, we we'll have that plan in 2019 uh, and also it can be uh, institutions or for example companies and, and universities or anyone that has spare data storage which uh, actually companies never run 100 percent in terms of um, workload uh, for data storage centers or any any servers that have let's say supercomputers have don't use their processing power 100 percent and they can basically allocate the remaining uh, percentage to igon and turn for a second a second revenue stream and uh, that in turn the collectively basically all the machines we create a supercomputer uh, where we can allocate these resources to on the businesses and clients that then require it.
0: So how much do people get for it? I mean, if I was to share, I don't know, uh, some, something off my computer for, say, 10 gigabytes of storage, how much would I get for that?
1: So we are currently in testing phase in terms of uh, seeing how much we can earn exactly. Uh, so we're building consensus right now. Uh, the platform is ready, um, but we are are doing it mostly internal testing. So there's a group of about 50 people that are testing internally for all bugs and fixes. So once we get the results for that, we'll be able to share actually a little bit more details into uh, how, how much exactly you can earn. But we do have a sample calculator, which isn't, let's say, um, the perfect amount. Uh, it won't tell you the exact amount uh, because of the demo. We'll have a little bit more fine tuned results. Um, but the calculator is available at slash calculator. Uh, so this is the first time I'm informing anyone about it uh, publicly. Um, but uh, it's mostly uh, in, in terms of, uh, let's say, It's been privately used for the moment um, and only internally. But uh, first time I'm doing kind of like a public release of the calculator. But again, uh, it's just in testing phase, and then you will get like a roundabout estimate of how much you can make.
0: Right. Okay. But tell us about the security of it. I mean, if if I'm opening up my computer, or companies, or universities are opening up their computer to this system, how can you guarantee that it's secure?
1: Yeah. Um, so on, on terms of the client side, the files are actually encrypted. Um, so basically, when a client sends a file, uh, it's first uh, sharded, meaning sliced into several pieces, and also encrypted. Each shard is encrypted, um, meaning that uh, they're encrypted with SHA-256 encryption, which is a military-grade encryption. And um, that's the shard is sent over, uh, well, only one of the shards is sent over that to one specific machine, uh, and the rest of the shards are spread to the other devices. Um, and so the files are fully secure um, in terms of if, uh, if you are on the client side. If you are on the minor side, um, there's no need to worry in terms of uh, what's being sent, because the files are first scanned in terms of viruses and whatnot before they are sharded and encrypted um so they're fully secure and that's actually the first we're kind of the first company that can actually say that because we do provide a dual layer security the sha256 encryption plus the hash that's stored on the blockchain so the hash meaning uh, basically the hash is it's kind of like a fingerprint for that specific file that you sent over so that fingerprint for that specific file is stored in the blockchain at that and then at this moment the blockchain is uh Let's say unhackable, um, and there's a theories on it that it can be hacked using quantum computing. But quantum computing is, uh, let's say, twenty, thirty years down the road, at the earliest. Um, so, in terms of security, we have a very, very good security.
0: It still feels a bit like, I mean, it feels a bit like a cuckoo coming into your nest. You know, like some someone else's files are going to be on my computer.
1: Wow. Yeah, well, it's only a shard of the file, so you won't be able to access, um, and you won't be able to access that shard. Uh, there's no way of decrypting that shard. And if, let's say, if you are like, uh, let's say, an improvised hacker or 100%, like uh, hacks your machine and and gets access to the shard and let's say it decrypts it, there's no way to, uh, let's say. Uh, associate that shard with any any files on the network so there's no point the heat the hacker won't know where that other pacific shard is or the other shards are so right. I, i'll give you an analogy here exactly what we're doing so uh, we like using a, a puzzle as analogy here so' what basically what we're doing is we're taking a puzzle and we using a permanent marker and we using the permanent marker and we uh, highlighting basically the whole picture, the whole puzzle. And then we taking each puzzle piece, not just... Uh, uh, so each puzzle piece we're taking and we're ripping into several pieces and we're making copies of each puzzle piece. Um, and then we're spreading it to the network. So there's no way of telling where the exact files are. The only person that knows where the, the files are is the person that actually stored the file the person that has the fingerprint of the actual file with their private key. Um, right. So there's no way to know even if this files are stored on your computer, uh, what exactly that file means or what exactly that shard means.
0: Obviously, you're trying to disrupt the the big existing the four big cloud computing companies: Amazon, Google Cloud, Microsoft, and IBM. And, and obviously, a lot of companies around the world are moving their storage and uh, they're moving their Computing onto the cloud, and particularly those four, to some extent, is your does your idea, your business, rely on the fact that not everyone will do that? They'll actually have still have storage and servers uh, in their own premises that uh, will have uh, will have space on them. So you need people not to move onto um, onto the onto those four cloud operators.
1: Yeah. Well, the main incentive for our our uh, let's say company is, it's a cheaper uh, and uh, let's say more secure uh, storage space or processing. It's it also the processing power is much more secure, much more cheaper. So we're actually uh, up to 80% cheaper than the actual, um, let's say the cloud services that are out there right now. Uh, the reason why that is because uh, the centralized players which are the big big players the big four you uh, want to call it Google Amazon uh, Microsoft the uh, IBM they're actually uh, using a centralized system and where they have servers and they have people overhead cost uh, for those servers people to run those servers maintenance costs and this uh, basically makes makes them uh, price their services higher uh, our infrastructure cost is next to zero so because because the infrastructure is basically the miners and the miners miners are paying for themselves so they're thereby we're eliminating the infrastructure cost altogether thereby we're allowed to decrease the price by up to 80 percent and that is very advantageous to smes and uh, ai startup companies uh, that want to be let's say have a cheaper solution that are aren't let's say it can't afford the high prices of aws or google and i'm not sure how if you guys are aware of how hard aws to implement you actually need a specialist on board uh, to implement aws onto your system and aws is let's say it's secure in itself but when you do the implementation that's where the mistakes happen and that's where you see a lot of data leaks happening uh, you see a lot of data leaks happening. Let's say every uh, every week or every two weeks, uh, there's always a data leak in the news, and they're actually very sensitive data uh, data that's being leaked. Even health records are being leaked, uh, and it's not due to let's say AWS and Google Cloud security per se. It's the implementation of it, and we're eliminating the implementation completely because it's uh, going directly through Igon, and. Uh, there's no implementation required on your system just b- by downloading the app that you have this, uh, let's say, security and cost effect that's available to you.
0: And uh, I take it your percentage is 10% that you'll take so that 90% of the money that is, play- that is paid by the miners, as you call them, the people who are using your service, 90% of that money gets to the providers of the storage and the computation power
1: and you get yes. 10%. Yes, we take a commission as kind of like a middleman. Uh, So we provide uh, the services, uh, so we take a 10% commission. The rest goes to the miners. correct.
0: And uh, tell us about the process you've had to go through to to develop this business because you've been going for a while, haven't you?
1: Yeah, actually, it all started uh, back in 2015, actually. I'm actually from the health sector, so I'm a dentist by profession. Um, And uh, for me, I saw there's a need for uh, this kind of, uh, let's say, solution uh, in the medical field. Um, Because I was actually in blockchain in the early goings, uh, I was actually an early follower of Bitcoin from 2012. So I did a lot of market research back then, uh, and 2015 is when I started really, let's say, focusing on this idea of, uh, storing medical files using blockchain technology as a security layer. And uh, once I became, uh, let's say, once I did a lot of mar- market research, I became aware of, of that there's a lack of, let's say, uh, viable products out there that uh, promise you a lot during their, let's say, sale, and then don't really uh, fulfill their promises. I, I think that's due to that, A lot of the projects that are coming out or have come out in the previous uh, year or two are run by, let's say, uh, dev associated teams. Not to say it's a bad thing. They do know their, let's say, dev side or the technical side. But a lot of these people are very young in a sense that they don't understand the business side of it. And uh, I think that there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are coming out that understand what what businesses and uh, clients need, and they're focusing more so on the business aspect, uh, more recently, and they're trying to develop a product that works for uh, everyone. So we're, we're uh, so I started to let's say do a lot of market research into the medical side, and and fully uh, it it turned into a fully cloud-blown uh, solution. After I talked to Dr. Alad Harrison, who's our CEO currently. Um, I met him through LinkedIn, and he implemented, let's say, the AI and, and machine learning onto it. And also, he implemented uh, a little bit more broader, broader idea because I was focusing just on the healthcare. He implemented, let's say, why not focus on why why just focus on one category? We could focus on a lot in terms of financial records, bank records, or uh, all all sensitive information. Uh, so it turned into a more of a let's say a generic uh, idea, which was actually good for the company because we're actually uh, taking everything into account. And we got uh, Dr. Claudio Lima on board this year, actually. Uh, we, Me and Alad actually started writing the white paper and last year in June, 2017, and we finished the white paper uh, around in September, and we started to establish the company last year in october so we've been developing since and we bring on uh, uh, quite a few let's say experienced members like dr claude limo who's the current cto uh former cto of howie which is the seventh uh, largest mobile company in the world uh, and we have a lot of experienced um, team members like dr rohit gupta dr rio dr rohit dr he's uh, currently in the software uh, let's say the cto uh, of expedia group and he's a uh, former uh, software engineer for uh, Amazon. And Dr. Yavish Malta, he's worked directly with companies, big companies like IBM, Intel, Google. Uh, so he's he's worked with very uh, high-level um, Fortune 500 companies, and uh, they they directly seek his advice in terms of risk management. And we're doing the exact thing. And all these people, they are very, let's say, keen on the idea that we have started and also the product that we have developed. Uh, and they all want to work on icon as full-time members, which is highly motivating for us to move forward because when you get validation from these kind of individuals, it's very important for a company to know that we're on the right track. Uh, yeah, so that's where we are right now.
0: So um, uh, p- part of what you're doing involves uh, issuing uh, tokens through an ICO, an initial coin offering. And as I understand it, the tokens will be used uh, to pay for the service and people can then convert those into fiat currency if they want to or just store them themselves it's kind of a bad time to be issuing tokens right i mean everything's gone to, yeah. uh, everything's gone to crap in the um you know in the token market it's all gone bad so is this is this proving to be difficult and i noticed also that dragon chain uh, held up your ico back in uh, I think june uh, there was a bit of a okay. hiccup but well, I think you've got through yes. that now. So uh, that hasn't been a smooth process, has it?
1: No, it hasn't. I mean, um, I, there's a lot of hiccups on the road, and uh, I think that there's a lot of bumps. And I think, you, in order to be successful, you have to be, uh, let's say, climb over those humps and you know uh, get past those hiccups before you become a successful company. Because if you if you don't face those adversities, uh, it's kind of hard to overcome them when the time let's say, uh, in, in, in the middle of the road, right? It's easier to do them at the beginning of the road because you, you understand what to do and if that ever happens again. But we did really well. I think the team did really well through those um, through those problems. Uh, main being, as I said, the Dragon Chain. Let's start with that one. Is basically, they ended up uh, canceling our uh, pre-sale during the end of the pre-sale. So we were actually about to finish and we had raised about 1.1 million. Uh, dollars worth of ether and uh, they from uh, from our impression they changed their legal team and their older legal team actually didn't have a problem with us being an incubator on the program on on their on on their platform but the newer uh, let's say legal team that they hired uh, did have a problem uh, collecting funds I'm not sure how what the exact problem stipulation was but they wanted to protect basically Uh, themselves and uh, any legal and SEC is very strict in that regards Uh, so I'm guessing the legal framework is changing uh, let's say daily or monthly whatever you want to call it Uh, SEC is basically clamping down on these kind of things and uh, they wanted to be uh, let's say cautious on how they went about it and they ended up canceling it, uh, and we uh, refunded all the investors. Uh, so they didn't get it. We started our own pre-sale through our own platform. Uh, we did really well. We raised about six thousand four hundred ether through our ICO. So we think we did pretty well in this stage in this current uh, bear market. Um, if you want to call it that, it's even probably worse than that. Uh, you're right in terms in the sense that uh, the crypto uh, exchanges and and that uh, they're doing pretty bad and i think that that doesn't really tell the whole success of what the technology uh how the how successful the technology has been in in terms of blockchain um i think there's a lot of big institution investors that are coming into this uh this field into the blockchain field and there's a lot of let's say hype surrounding it um but not enough traction and i think that a lot of the investors the early investors that went into this are i would say quote unquote immature investors uh, that don't really realize what uh institutes good news or bad news uh there has been a lot of good news uh and i guess that's been foreshadowed by the bad like results in the crypto exchanges but there has been a lot of good news in crypto uh, in, in blockchain uh, in general uh, and uh, unfortunately that hasn't really translated into good prices on the exchange but i don't think that really determines how successful these companies have been um, it's hard to notice from the price changes that why uh, how successful these companies are how are, are going to be um, because the daily function of, of the company is not going to affect um, the prices in the exchange are not going to affect the daily operations of the companies. Um, yeah, but
0: do you, do you think you are you going to still be able to use the Ethereum platform? I mean, I mean yes. the price of the, the price of Ethereum has fallen from thirteen hundred to one hundred and thirty. It's uh, it's been a complete debacle. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the price of Ethereum. Uh, a lot of a lot of people talk about the price of Bitcoin and how it's fallen as well. Uh, you know, price of uh, Bitcoin last. Uh, last February or something, was around $5,000. So if you compare that to last year, it depends on how you compare it. If you compare it to the short term or the long term, I mean, talking about 2012 is about 50 bucks or, you know, so it depends on how you compare it, it's just relevant to uh, right now. Um, I mean, the price, it does not really affect the technology itself. That's the main, yeah. that's the main uh, point. And,
0: and, and in fact, you've got your own private blockchain, right?
1: yes yes we do we will have our own private blockchain uh, eventually uh so we also have in terms of ethereum won't really affect us in terms of their transaction speed and whatnot we do have side chains uh that we're going to be implementing so we already have proof of uh let's say work on sidechain with eos uh so we're able to switch over to eos or any other chain if we want to um, in the near future and we want to basically with the side chains we'll basically saying is that if the user or the client wants faster performing well for their specific needs, whatever the best blockchain uh, is, they can use that specific blockchain. So we don't want to limit them on just on Ethereum. Uh, they can use whatever uh, means whatever blockchain they wish to use in terms of uh, whatever's best for their needs.
0: Reading your white paper was the first uh, time I'd heard of Tangle. Which um, appears to be a alternative blockchain, so that probably just shows how behind the times I am. Uh, but you're <laughs> you're setting up your thing to to work on Tangle as well. What's Tangle?
1: Uh, so Tangle is actually uh, it's it's not a blockchain per se. Uh, it's um, basically uh, if you know IOTA, IOTA is developing Tangle. Uh, IOTA is one of the biggest comp- one of the bigger companies in crypto. Uh, and uh, they're developing uh, something different from a blockchain and basically what their goal is to build a free transactional. So you have free transactions and let's say they're fo- solving the problem of scalability. And so these two issues that they have in and e- e- what ether has is ethereum has is that it's slow transaction speeds. Uh, the transaction fees are still high relative to other uh, blockchain projects and also uh, it's not scalable. And um, Tangle is solving all these problems. Um, That's why we're trying to implement uh, this technology as well, uh, is because it's still, uh, let's say, immature in terms of development stage. Um, They're still developing it, and it's going to take time to develop. But we're looking, main point is that we're looking at other innovative technologies that are going to surpass ethereum in, in in the short or long term and these uh, technologies uh, basically will help our our product grow as well uh we don't want to be stagnant and saying that okay um ethereum is the best and we're going to stick with ethereum um uh, because if you stick with one product you're going to be stagnant and other companies are going to surpass you and that are coming up or trying to make a better uh, yeah. faster or whatever product they will trying to make yeah so, so when when are you going to launch? Uh, we are going to launch. Uh, our deadline is Q1 2019. Uh, that's uh, according to our roadmap. Uh, we are ahead of schedule and uh, we are doing testing right now. And uh, we could actually launch um, right now, but the problem is we want to make sure that all the bugs and everything are fixed before we launch. Uh, of course, we might not fix all the bugs, but at least to make it very smooth, uh, Uh, transition from uh, this phase to the next phase and we hope to launch a q1 2019 or earlier Um, that's the expected date
0: and have you have you finished implementing the both the distributed storage and distributed processing now Have have you done those things
1: Yeah, so distributed uh, storage and distributed processing is uh, ready at this moment. So actually, you can actually try it out on our website. There's uh, alpha version ready uh, on our website, so you can download it and try it out, actually. Uh, So those two things are actually working right now. Uh, And uh, we're going to be adjusting those things with the price uh, consensus that we're building uh, in terms of how much you can earn. And once we implement that, then we can uh, start releasing it with the machine learning that we're going to be implementing onto the platform uh
0: as i was as i was speaking to you i tried the calculator that you referred to um uh, just tell tell me how to use it because it's got storage size for a period of i get that so 100 gigabytes for a period of 10 hours say Uh, but why why have you got electricity cost per unit and how do i know that
1: yeah so this is something that's uh, right now it's private later on it's going to that's why we haven't really released this calculator to public. Later on, we're going to have uh, countries there. So we're going to have the actual electricity cost uh, for your country automatically put into the system. So we just have to scroll the country that you're in, and that way you can get the cost. But right now, we don't have that. We do have, uh, let's say, a chart uh, for the electrical costs that we're going to be putting up uh, in, in the short term. Um, so that you can have an, let's say, idea of how much electricity costs. But you can also search that via Google, uh, how much is electricity cost and for example, Australia, what is electricity cost in Australia? And you can just enter that uh, in that uh, field there.
0: I don't know what it costs. I just get the bill (laughs) once a month.
1: What does it cost? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people don't look at it, but uh, I think that it's important for the miner to know how much uh, his costs or her costs are um, uh, according to how much they're earning, right?
0: So, so I put a <laughs> I put a sample in there, and, and it came up with total cost for storage files IAG four point three five two. What does the
1: cost of IAG and that number mean? So, the cost of IAG right now on that specific calculator is twelve cents per IAG. So, uh, you would earn, um, let's say, twelve cents times four, in, in terms of the, in profit that you would make from that ten gigabytes, and that's daily, right? Right. So whatever that is, uh, did you put that as daily or ten days, or how much did you put that as?
0: Oh, just as ten hours. I don't know.
1: I mean, ten hours. Okay. So you in oh, ten hours.
0: So yeah. I could put I could put it in as weeks, couldn't I? There you go.
1: Yes, you could. Oh, then I get
0: 731 IAGs. Yeah.
1: Well, what is an IAG? IAG is the actual token, current the, the token that we are implementing. Oh, I see. So that, at this that's, moment, your, wrote, that's your t- yeah. the token. What's the, to value, what's,
0: that. what's the value of your token? Did you say 12 cents? 12 cents,
1: yeah. Uh, right. 12 cents. So it depends on how much you allocate, and also it depends on the – this is actually – so the calculator have to point out that it doesn't include a lot of the performance variables that we are going to be – uh including our consensus so performance variables i mean like for example that that's the ai that's on the system which is learning the performance of of the miners in terms of uh, learning the performance availability cost benefit uh, and and trustability so these factors we take into account and if your performance is really high uh you'll of course receive a lot more if your availability is a lot more let's say 24 7 you're your uh, profits increase even more and if your trustability is high increases even more and uh, of course uh, different other factors that help you increase your profits and and your score so uh, we take those variables into account and give the person a cloud score and based on that cloud score they can price their services a lot higher
0: how do you measure trustability
1: trustability is just in terms of if they for example delete a file on their system or delete a shard on their system. Um, Or for example, if they have any uh, virus or uh, let's say that they lose any file, any file specifically gets hacked. um, Oh, okay. So so it's a
0: bit like like an Uber driver score ranking.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And uh, we will be removing, let's say, any, any rogue miners from the network. So for example, if they temper with anything or they try to temper with anything be removed and they won't be able to add that app or they won't be able to access that app uh, through, their, uh, through their connection. But maybe once
0: they've done that, it's too late. They've already caused the damage.
1: Um, and they, they can't really again like I said it's fully secure so if you if you try to tamper with it it's a different thing than actually tampering with the system so oh, okay. you can, okay. uh, but if you try then you get flagged right and then that's that's when you get removed from the system so it's not too late actually we're actually going to be most secure system in terms of cloud storage or processing power I would say in the in our field um Reason why is because we're going to be decentralized in all facets of, uh, of, of the product. So even the AI on, on the platform is decentralized. Uh, so if you have any central point of attack, um, even if the AI is central, um, you can attack that brain and control the system and, or manipulate the system in a certain way. Um, so our 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 product is built in a way that every facet of the product is decentralized, uh, secure, making the system very, very secure.
0: Well, we'll have to leave it there, but it's been uh, really interesting to talk to you. Thanks so much, Nav.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That was Dr. Navjit Dhaliwal, the CEO of iArgon. Crypto Watch is presented by theconstantinvestor.com. Our theme music was written and recorded by Broke for free.